In October, A.D. 13, the story of Augustus and Tiberius and the interplay and relationships and the transition of power, A.D. 13, coming to talk me some art and other stories. In October. On this episode of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories, no biking today. The bike trip, it's off. The weather, not cooperating. I'll also be talking about my friend Gary, ready to cut the limb of my tree, precipitously hanging over my house. It's all on this episode of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. So my neighbor Gary um, just actually came over for some other reasons. He wanted to uh, talk with me, but, uh, you know, uh, we're we're riding bikes together. We're doing some kind of bonding, I guess, as neighbors uh, a little bit, getting to know each other, getting to know each other's uh, proclivities, Certainly habits. We know that uh, he wakes up early and I get up early. I know he's having trouble sleeping. Seems to have energy in the morning, though, um, for bike runs. Um, Well, we've only done run really so far. Um, Can't really develop a pattern with that. But uh, we're going to get there. I know we're going to be on some good rides. The weather today is not cooperating to the best of its ability. It's just a little... little, He's soupy out there, but it's not raining. It's, uh, it's, it's got a wetness to the air. The roads are, are relatively slick, but they're not over wet. I don't mind riding in these conditions. But he had to leave and help his sister with the project. Um, uh, actually, he's, he's at the house. She's coming to the house, to his house, to help him with something on his computer. Uh, and so he's going to be out of commission uh, doing that for at least a couple hours. So he's looking at the day being sort of a wash, um, figuratively speaking. But things can change. It could be literally speaking. It could be a wash. So I'm going to have to put the mountain biking off till probably tomorrow. Let's hope the weather clears up by then. We've had some great days here in southern New England, this part of the country. I don't know where where you live, how it's going. Um, I know the weather is very varied. Um, but uh, here in the East Coast, we're enjoying um, some decent weather, but peppered with some rainy weather. But nothing we can't handle, nothing we can't handle. So Gary uh, came over, and uh, I'll talk more about the bike ride that we had the other day. And um, if I didn't mention it already, I know I talked about it a little bit on the previous episode. Uh, but, uh, I went through the bike. I looked at, went to look through everything looks solid. It's, uh, holding up well. Um, but we'll talk more about the mountain bike a little later on. So I'm, I'm nervous for Gary when he gets up, up to cut the limb of my tree. It's about a 20 foot run of, uh, long limb. Uh, I, I think a limb is bigger than a branch. This is uh, got about a 10-inch diameter at, at points, so it's not anything light of heart. 
Um, he's got a smaller chainsaw. He'll have to do it in a couple of passes. I know that. He's not going to be able to do it in one. He's got a couple of ideas how to cut it back uh, using a four-step process that we determined. We were out in front of the lawn surveying, uh, surveying our game plan. And I think I'm going to have my tree cut uh, further. It's going to, it's lost about a 20-foot section in that SAS uh, storm uh, from a month or so ago, last month. And um, it is, it is, uh, it is not the tree it used to be a month ago uh, or two. It, it is a uh, remnant of a tree, uh, sadly, sadly. It's one of the original trees on the street. It was planted uh, in the late 20s, probably, when, when these houses were built. Uh, it could have been planted earlier. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't doubt it if it was, if it wasn't. Um, it's, they're, they're no way maples. They're sturdy. Uh, they're an invasive uh, tree. I think they came over um, here. We, uh, I, I believe they're invasive. And they are invasive. Mark's signaling me, yes, they are. To the northeast, um, they were incorporated into our forests, so they fit in, um, and they're beautiful trees. And I'm really happy. I'm actually proud of the trees I have around my house. I've got a huge one in the backyard. I got a good size yard, um, and it can accommodate a big tree, uh, just barely, and it can accommodate a couple of little small little little uh, surrounding trees um, fairly well. Uh, it provides immeasurably great shade. Um, I can't tell you how it makes the summers just seem a little cooler. Uh, it actually does lower the temperature. Uh, that's a scientific fact. Uh, trees are, are just good all around to have. But when I cut back a tree in the front, a little part of me is going away with it. Um, the tree, the tree has been out in front of the house uh, all my life, all my memory. Uh, it seemed bigger when I was a kid, of course it was, but, you know, they look small now. Uh, this one's about, uh, oh, this has got to be a 40 or 50 foot tall uh, tree, the one in question. And uh, it will be, it will be taken down. It's going to eventually be taken down. But I think as a stopgap right now, um, we're going to cut it back. We're going to leave about... Uh, uh, three quarters of it left, and it'll still be a tree. It will be a a shadow of a former tree. It's as simple as that, a shadow of a former tree. Do you ever get, like, worried that you're not getting the stuff that you wanted to get done during the day? You know, you're kind of like, you're really procrastinating, um, I'm a procrastinator. I'm one of the expert procrastinators. I could do a podcast on procrastination, but I manage it. I've been managing my procrastination where it doesn't bug me. Procrastination can be actually an evil th thing. It can really eat at you. Um, you, you, you uh, are wanting to do it, but something is stopping you. You're not motivated enough, maybe. I think it might have to do with motivation. They go probably hand in hand. Uh, it's a disorder, I think, in a sense that it can really stall your progress. I'm trying to manage uh, freelance jobs right now uh, with work that coming into the house. Um, I'm 
equipped to handle it. I've got everything all technologically in place. I need to work on my motivation. But my motivation has been tempered with the fact that I have to get these jobs done. And it, 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 it is a something that is a, that's a real motivator, uh, you know, starve or do the work. And I think, you know, putting that, putting that figurative gun to your head can really kind of like spur you on to get some action done. So here, at least here at, at my house, I try to have a house that's, uh, that's uh, caught up. Maybe that's what you try to do during your day, right? Maybe what we try to do is we try to just catch up with things. Uh, maybe we just play and catch up. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe there's the fun in that element. There is a certain aspect of checking off a list that's satisfying. There's a certain element there playing into the role here. It, 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 it's, it's, it's the element of, of progress through time. Um, you're, you've got some certain goals. You set out to do them. Some of the things you do are going to be in life are going to be fun. Like my bike riding, for instance, lots of fun. I'm not going to procrastinate on that. I can tell you that much. There won't be much of that. My computer work, fun in another sense, challenging. Yet when I start to do it, I feel relieved because I do have the capability. I can go in a little trepidatious. Yeah, I'll use that word. I'm trepidatious. A little apprehension, although those two words subtly are different, right? They are, the apprehension, I think, is a little bit further than trepidation. Trepidation is you've got a lot of questions. Uh, can I do this? Apprehension is, is a sort of a fear, right? It's, well, that's the definition. That's another word for fear. So apprehension and trepidation go play it together with procrastination. How do, you, how do you like all those three words, huh? They're pretty cool. So, uh, you know, living can be fun, but living can be looming. When you've got some things looming, you know you've got to do them. And take them one by one. Take the last one. Take the earliest one of looming, looming aspect the one that's really a craw right now, and just do it. Just do it. Okay, just do it, do it. Yeah, you could do the later one that's not as bad. You could, you could chip away like that. There's nothing wrong with that. You're still going to be left with that big kahuna. You're still going to be left with that big kahuna at the end that you didn't address from two weeks ago. And you're going to say to yourself, wow, I got that still. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to negate any of the progress you made with eliminating any of the other ones. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's your modus operandi. Maybe that's how you're working today. Program notes. Program notes. Let's do this in a nice, direct way. What I want to talk about is AD 13. Okay? We've AD 13 the reign of Augustus, okay? The uh, transition of power between the two, Augustus and Tiberius. Uh, the Augustan era and the Tiberian era of Rome. And here is a, here is a city, here is a one city-state that is moving to become an empire. It hasn't quite started yet. It's still, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, 
by the time, you know, we're talking about long periods of time when we're talking about the Roman Roman Empire. We're talking about good chunks of time. It's a thousand year reign. Now, if we can last a thousand years as a country, the United States, it's a correlation here. Correlation time, correlation time, yep. How are we going to do as a country? Uh, my own layman perspective, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to be 700. I don't know if we're going to even do 700 years. I don't know if we're going to do 500 years. We're, we're, we're just barely almost 300 years. We still got 50 years to go before we we're talking about our, our 300th anniversary. So we're, we're really, you know, we're just trudging along here. We're really moving along like, like a little snail. We're not much, we're not much faster than that. Uh, in the scheme of time. And when you can look back in the Roman Empire in a thousand years and all the accomplishments and all the uh, discoveries and inventions of Roman time, the arch, uh, the, the, the plumbing, the, the basic necessities of life that were instituted back in these times, then lost, lost for technology for the Dark Ages. We lost a lot of that aspect. You know, by the time we were in the 10th century, things were looking grim. We had plagues. Um, you don't hear much about plagues in the Roman times, but I'm sure there were. I might be wrong about that. That's my layman perspective coming in. Maybe I shouldn't even go there, because if I don't know what I'm talking about, then what's the use? I do want to know what I'm talking about on my podcast. And send me feedback if I'm ever talking out of my ass. Um, I don't want to talk out of my ass. I don't think a lot of people want to talk out of their ass, but, you know, it's like the dad that wants to show off that he knows everything and he talks out loud in the department store. And, oh, yeah, this bike is the best. It's, I've heard it's rated great. Well, no, they don't even say I heard it's rated great. They just lay on the facts like they just know them as empirical knowledge. Oh, it's got this and that. And, oh, yeah, and I rode this back when and I know how these bikes are. Oh, yeah, you know, the moon launch. Well, you know, that's that's... That was all real, and it really, and that Saturn V rocket, that's something. We like to, we like to, we like to taunt our knowledge sometimes, don't we? Yep, we do. And uh, it's kind of cute. It's kind of human nature. Humans are that way. We're that way. We're kind of cut out to be that way. Braggadocio, yeah, a little bit of element. But uh, we're, we're the... Uh, we're the, we're the balls, we're the balls in our own mind. We're legends in our own mind. Meditations is on the slate for a full meditation podcast dedicated. When I say full, I mean the podcast will be totally absorbed with, with the ruminations, the observations, the uh, the intrigue, maybe, um, the rhyme speak, the craft. Uh, it'll be a crafted show, and it'll be of one single purpose, and that's coming up in about a week. You'll be seeing that pop on the on the queue. So meditations is there. I'm going to do headlines from uh, yesteryear, too. We're going to do a headlines from yesteryear. That's planned right around the same time. 
check out where we bring in stories like the Lindbergh kidnapping, but this one won't be this. You'll see. We'll be talking about some cool things. I'm going to pick up an old paper, a, a paper that has been deteriorating uh, for the last 90 years. It's a 1928, I believe, 28 or 29 edition of the Pawtucket Evening Times. It's got ads in there that it's like a, it's like another world. Um, you know, shoes for two dollars. Um, you know, uh, women's apparel that long forgotten uh, vestiges from yesteryear. The vestiges would be a good name for the show, but I I like remnants. Remnants is cool. It's a good word. It's remnants from the past. We have remnants of memory. We don't have the full picture when we when we remember. We get an overview when we look back fondly. And maybe I think we can probably look back fondly on some of these headlines, no matter how provocative. There's a quaintness. There's a quaintness to it. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a sense of, of destiny. And there's a... Uh, it's a, I think it's overall, it's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. Pick up an old newspaper, read it, you know. Can you go back to the library with the microfiche and the microfilm? Can you look at papers that way anymore or is it on computer? I tried doing, looking up old newspapers online and they always want money. They want you to, they want you to sign up, do the whole thing. Not big on the signing up. Are you guys, I'm not a big sign up guy on the computer. I do it, I get through it, I feel good about it after I do it, but it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Um, but before I could use my anchor, I had to sign up for anchor account. Um, you got to sign up for those things. Yep. Anything that's worth it is going to be require a little bit of time and effort. So that's my wrap-up, just a few little tidbits of the shows that are coming up ahead on my podcast, which I enjoy doing. I'm going to quit when I don't enjoy doing them anymore. So I don't know when that day will come, but as it is now, I've got some ideas in the bank, and we're playing our cards right, trying to produce fresh content for people out there. I'm trying to make things relatively lively, trying not to over-explain things. I'm trying to be pithy. Um, I like commenting on life, as you know. Uh, I like to observe. And I like to introspect. I like to introspect. That might be the biggest component of all introspection on these shows, these series of podcasts that I'm presenting to you. Gladfully, gladfully, I'm happy to do it. I just ask you to share. That's all I'm asking you to do. <clears throat> I'm just asking you to share these episodes one by one as you listen to them. Share. You know, you like what you're listening to it? Share it. You know, share it to a group of people if you can. Get the word out. I'm asking you as a favor. And I'm thanking you actually for your past support. Thanking everyone. And I'm trying to be sincere about it. I am sincere when I say 
that I appreciate my audience. And um, I love the feedback. When I get feedback from listeners, it's so cool. It's awesome. Um, it shows that I'm viable. It shows that I'm on the map. Uh, it shows that I'm part of the scene. I, I like being part of the scene. I think you do too. Hi. I really enjoy talking about Paul Massey dealerships because they're easy to talk about. Paul Massey Chevrolet East Providence, Paul Massey Chevrolet South in Wakefield, and Paul Massey Buick GMC South in South Kingstown are winners every step of the way. And they make your purchase every step of the way easy, fast. You know, you just save time and money. It's as simple as that. On every vehicle in stock, they're clearly marked. You're not going to miss a price. You'll see it right there. And that's the price you pay, the one price. Paul Massey discounts are included in that one price. And it's all designed to get you in the vehicle that you need right at the right time at the right place. Paul Massey, Chevrolet, East Providence, Paul Massey, Chevrolet South, Wakefield, Paul Massey, Buick, GMC, South, South Kingstown. Your one price dealer. I'm Buckles Brain again, and I want to tell you about a great, great product for leather care. It's called Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. And you know, it's really the best product out there for your leather goods. Your shoes, your handbags, your coats, and of course, your saddles. I like it, and I use it, and my name is on it. That's how much I like it. So you want to go and use this product. It's easy to apply. It's all natural. It's got silicone. It's got great product that is added to it to make it just better and overall easier to use. And the results, the results are stellar. So you want to try this. Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. Just go to BucklesBrannigan.com for more information. <laughs> 